Welcome back to the second hour of Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. We're back. It's our number two, Leading Edge Medicine. We're so glad that you're here. We're in November already, looking at Thanksgiving and just days away and talking about your questions you have as uh, the end of the year ends, the beginning of the year is coming up. Uh, what's going on in your world? What's going on with your health? What are the questions you have and the diagnoses you've recently gotten or maybe uh, a family member and you'd like to know more? This is why Leading Edge Medicine would love to have you call us. Talk to us, both doctors in the studio, waiting for your calls at 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. And we've been talking to Carl about uh, the anti-inflammatory diet, and you were just talking about the intermittent fasting. With, intermittent um, fasting, but you know, there's there's good research to show the intermittent fasting, and you know, not eating for 12 hours or so at yeah. a time. Uh, changes your metabolism in very healthy ways. Uh, but if you're, what you're after is fat loss, the worst thing you can do is eat at night and you want to go to bed with an empty stomach. Because like I said, as we were closing out, if you don't have any food being digested in the night, if you have no energy coming into the system, but you're going to burn calories just to stay alive through the night. Mm-hmm. The only place to get that energy is to burn the fat. Yeah, and it's like you always say, Jerry, eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper. Yep. Um, you know, and, and, and people have written extensively about this, and one of the major objections or difficulties with that is the social hours in the evening. Yes. And so, you know, you have to accommodate to that. Life happens. But if for most of the time you can eat less in the evening mm-hmm. than you well and like I've got a I've got a dinner business dinner tonight and so we're not going to have lunch okay so we've had breakfast and my next meal will be six o'clock tonight at a business dinner you know and so I compensate that yeah. way Okay. Now, I love doing the intermittent fasting that Dr. Mixon does. And it's it's easy for me because I'm just not hungry. After I've had that meal, I'm good. At dinner time, whatever I've made for lunch, for me, becomes dinner for hubby when he comes home, if he comes later for me. And it's and it's easy. He's like, he's like how can you do that? And it's like, I think you get used to it. You do. And then you you're do. not you hungry. And you're really thinking about, now, why am I eating? I think a lot of us eat as a reflex. Yeah, it's like, oh, it says dinner time, so I must eat now or lunch 
lunchtime. So I'm wondering if some listeners out there are going, oh, I don't think I could do that. I'd be so hungry. Well, well what you do is, whatever your evening meal time is, let's say you're you're from Europe, and so you, you don't start dinner until 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no. um, you move it up half an hour. Yeah. Make it 8.30. And after a month or two, make it 8. And after, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you've totally accommodated and you're comfortable, make it 7.30. And you just move it out in 30-minute increments, you know, every once in a while, whatever time it takes you to accommodate to the new time, then you shift it 30 minutes. Don't make it a great big change. Don't try to go from oh. you know, 9 at night to 4 in the afternoon. <laughs> that won't That's work. That's not going to work. No. Because <laughs> your body is accommodated to this. It's used to it. And all of those receptors, are, you know, that, that, that timing mechanism in our brain, it's going to say, wait a minute, it's time to eat. And you don't want that. Mm-hmm. So. Take it in, in small steps. Don't try to make radical changes in life. Small steps are usually easier. All right. You know, I've been listening to all these weight loss things because right around the holidays, you kind of start seeing these commercials for the weight loss. And uh, a lot of times they actually will work. But the problem is they're so dramatic that yes. you cannot sustain the no, weight can't. loss. And it's a matter of time before not only do you regain the weight you lost, you actually gain more mm-hmm. because you've changed your metabolism and now you're burning less while you were eating such fewer calories. Mm-hmm. And so as I've gotten older, I've really gone away from these approaches where they do dramatic and drastic things that are just not sustainable. It's not good for you. And the yo-yo weight gain and weight loss is just the worst thing you can do for yourself. Yes, it is. Wow. Now, what if somebody, uh, perhaps if they had COVID or a long illness and they lost so much weight and they're they're like, hey, I lost 50 or 60 pounds uh, in the hospital. I've had friends that have gone through this and now they're trying to keep, what is the best way for them to keep that or get is their, their body going to get their wanna... activity up okay. as high as comfortable? The, the, the proper amount of exercise in any given day is as much as you can do without pain. Okay. If you hurt, if you're too sore the next day, you did too much. Okay. So that don't, no pain, no gain thing, that is don't a, listen that's to That's a it. myth. Okay. That's an absolute myth. The proper amount of exercise is as much as you can do each day without pain, but the doing it every day is the key. The other thing is calorie intake. A hundred calories. That is one of these nice, big, thick slices of bread. That's a hundred calories. 100 calories a day is 10 pounds a year. Mm. Mm -hmm. If you short yourself by one slice of bread a day, that's 10 pounds a year. Mm. Okay, I see what he's doing there. (laughs) I see how this math works. Okay. And so a 150-pound person who walks a mile, which is about a 15 to 20-minute walk once a day, burns 150 calories. That's 15 pounds a year. Yeah. Ah. If you don't compensate by eating that much more. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the combination of moderate exercise with modest calorie restriction, getting rid of just the snacks, have the meals, get rid of the snacks, that can be 25 pounds a year. 
So those are those baby steps you were talking about, yes. Dr. Umat. You can't do yeah. it all at once. You'll get frustrated if you fail one or two days. Absolutely. And you can't, you know, it's it's just mind-boggling how many of us get fall into that trap. I, me included. I've fallen into mm-hmm. that trap so many times. And then you realize later on that was just the wrong thing to do. Sure. Um, but the other thing is, as you get older, it becomes harder to build muscle. Mm-hmm. Even if you exercise the same amount as you did when you were younger. Because you don't have the anabolic hormone exactly. load. Ah. So making sure that your endocrine system is appropriate to support muscle building is very important at this time. And so as you're recovering from illness or trying to be healthier, Make sure you recognize that building muscle is a goal and you're actually trying to achieve that through physiology and not by dramatic and drastic, oh, I got to take this and that or the other. Do it the normal physiological way. And so you'll see the impact over time, but it's sustainable and it stays with you. That's good words. Good words from Dr. Umat and Dr. Mixon. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. This is Leading Edge Medicine. Taking your phone calls, 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. And we have Ray on the line. Ray calling in from Woodenville. Hi there, Ray. Good morning. Good Good morning, morning, Ray. How are you today? Good, thank you. Hey, I went and saw the urologist, and uh, I got him to uh, prescribe that. I'm probably going to say it wrong, Tadalafil. Yeah, Tadalafil. Yeah, Tadalafil. You left the L out. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, Tadalafil. Tadalafil. Right. Okay. Anyway, I was talking to him about the uh, problem with the frequency, you know, of waking up at night and just mm-hmm. having very little urine to eliminate. Right. And he prescribed this uh, new, new drug. Um, Oh, it starts with an M. I can't remember what it is, but one of the big okay. side effects, and I'm in the car, so one of the big side effects is high blood pressure, and I'm already kind of borderline with that. So Oops. I thought maybe you might know of other stuff that might help this bladder. Uh, yeah. To go to, to the bathroom when you really don't have that much urine to eliminate. Yeah, well, the, there are some older drugs that go the other way. Uh, doxazosin and terazosin have been around since the 1950s and 60s. <laughs> um, these are old-fashioned alpha blockers. Uh, they relax the smooth muscle. They're actually designed as blood pressure drugs. But they, they also, in addition to dropping your blood pressure, uh, relax that, those sphincters and the smooth muscle in the urethra and allow you to pee more efficiently. Uh, another interesting well, thing well, is, that, is that if you take them long enough, uh, like 18 months, two years, the prostate actually starts to get smaller. Right. I think that they have a, a heart issue when I looked into those, I, I remember hearing you talk about that. Yep. Yeah, I have and, uh, problems with a, a, AFib and I got a uh, pacemaker. Oh. All right. Well, and then so, but yeah, probably but not I'm a good drug for you. Something to, yeah. Looking for something that just keeps the bladder from spasming as opposed to relaxing the. Because I'm taking Flomax or the generic okay. version of it. All right. I, yeah. And the Flomax so again. Well, I mean, that again, the, the bladder is a muscular structure, and, and muscle relaxers usually help that bladder not to spasm. 
Um, oh, I see. And so that's, you know, the drugs you're on should help that to some degree. Uh, well, should Dallas do that? I'll bet. Is Tadalafil, in your opinion, that may be a better than the, the generic Flomax for yeah, relaxing well, those muscles? Tadalafil works well, but you can use it with the Flomax. They don't have to be used separately. Okay. Oh, okay. So, let me see. She, Samaria is passing me something she has just looked up. Um, uh, Detrols. Uh, I don't see anything here with a Oh, yeah. Meyer, Meyer Bertig, is that it? M M Y R B E T I R I Q. Wow. That's yeah. the one. That's the one that's, he gave that's, me. That's, that's, that's the, the one he one gave you. Okay. you. Yeah, and that's then, a. Bl- well, he gave me a trial version of it, and it okay. it's side effects are uh, high blood pressure, you know, uh, sore throats, headaches, yeah. and I thought, well, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if I really want it. Yeah, you know, I, I would tr- experiment for a while with the the Tadalafil. Do you know what dose uh-huh. he gave you? Did he give you the five milligram pills? Yeah, yes, sir, five milligrams. Okay, yeah, you might experiment with a five or even ten milligrams of the Tadalafil. Uh, Tadalafil okay. does several good things for us. Okay. Uh, it cuts the risk of prostate cancer in half, which is really kind of nice. It allows your bladder to empty more efficiently. It provides in or improved erections. It uh, uh, lowers your risk of heart attacks and strokes. <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty much of an all-purpose chemical. I'm almost tempted to ask him to put it in the water supply. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh boy, can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah, but um, five milligrams, especially for some larger, older men. You know, I mean, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot four and two hundred and five pounds. Um, you know, so I, I'm using 10 milligrams a day instead of five. Uh, and well, what yes, are the side effects typically, if there are any? Well, side effects are it can drop your blood pressure. So it doesn't raise blood pressure. That's it tends to thing. lower blood pressure. Yeah. Um, you know, but most of the benefit, most of the, the impact on it are good. Some people will get a headache. Uh, you can get some vision uh, abnormalities. People with migraines, for instance, because it can dilate the blood vessels in the brain, it actually improves blood supply to the brain. But migraineurs can actually trigger a migraine as a result of that. Okay. So y- you can get some flushing, a little dry eye, sometimes a runny nose. These are all dose-related. The higher the dose, the more common these issues are. At 5 milligrams, it's very rare for people to have much in the way of symptoms. At 10 milligrams, a few is people will start time? to get them. It's a long-acting drug. Is there a better time to take that? Take, yeah, take it's, it, time to do that? It's a long-acting drug. Is it better at nighttime? Yeah. Oh, is it better to take in the morning and the night? Or? You'll, get your peak blood, you'll get your peak blood levels about 30 minutes to an hour after you take the pill. So, you know, if you're wanting to use it to help you from to not urinate it in the night, taking it at night is probably a good idea because that's when you get your highest blood level. But it lasts a long time. For, when, for the guys that they're using it for erections, for erectile disorders, uh, it improves the erectile disorders for up to 36 hours after a single dose. So it's a very long-acting drug. 
And is this drug only for men, Dr. Mixon? No, I, I, I like it in women, too. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, why did you ask that, Lynette? Well, I was th- is, is Tadalafil, what is the brand of that, Cialis? Cialis. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that is for both. I was just wondering, because I, I yeah. you know, yeah, have a you, 91-year-old mom that has... Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. The, you yeah. know, the pharmacist will raise his eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> right. but. Yeah, because, because traditionally it's used for men with erectile disorders. Yes. But the reality is right. that women have hearts, and it yeah. lowers the risk of heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Women, you know... Have bladders. They have bladders. <laughs> they have brains, you know, and increasing the blood supply to your brain is a good thing. Uh, they're at risk of cancer, and it lowers the risk of breast cancer and prostate cancer for men. Okay. Uh, so I think that it's a great drug for both men and women. That's good, because sometimes you only hear it from men. It's like, hey, you know. Well, and you know, men use it for erections. Mm-hmm. Women have a clitoris, which is the female analog to the penis, and the drug gives them clitoral erections. Uh, that the clitoris gets firm and stands out straight, and get, they get that little tingle. So you know, it's uh, it's not a true aphrodisiac, but it can certainly enhance sexual pleasure with women. So why not use it? Okay, all but, right. You know, uh, on the other hand, the medication okay. that well, hang on, yeah. we got to take another break. So you yep. sit tight, and we'll be right back. Yes, we'll be right back with Ray and Dr. Jerry Nixon, also Dr. Samira Umat. This is Leading Edge Medicine. You stay right there. We'll be right back. Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. For the first time in history, you can choose how to age. Call with your question at 1 800 465 8770. That's 800 465 8770. If you have chronic pain and are considering stem cell therapy, consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience with pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. And that's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. I would say Dr. Nelson is a great guy. He's very personable, makes you feel very comfortable, as does the staff. Everything went well. I had the stem cell injections, and within a month, I really had a change in my knee. It was uh, unbelievable to me, honestly. I thought there'd be more pain involved with the procedure, and there was hardly any. Uh, It was amazing, and I've told a lot of people about it. After having it for two years now, it worked tremendously. Glad I did it. You should consider stem cell therapy, but call a medical doctor with experience. Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000 or DanielNelsonMD.com. I'm in the longevity program in Linwood with Dr. Armstrong, and I'm very happy. And one of the things I realized why it's being very successful for me is that I feel like I have a personal coach. The night was clear and the moon was yellow and the leaves came tumbling down.
Welcome back. It's Leading Edge Medicine, and we're glad you're here. Good morning. We are live in the studio. My name is Lynette, along with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, Leading Edge Medicine, taking your phone calls and lines are wide open. 800-465-8770 is that number to call. It's 800-465-8770. We've been talking with Ray about overactive bladder frequency. And Ray, you said you had another question for the doctors? Oh, yes. Thank you. You were talking to somebody about the uh, resume procedure and some of those other ones. Uh-huh. As a matter of fact, I talked to my urologist last week or this week about the, the resume. He said he's done a whole bunch of them. I mean, hundreds, I don't know, maybe thousands. And he was saying that I would have to have a catheter for a few days. And I was wondering, are there any uh, downsides to the resume besides, you know, going away in two or three years? No. And, and, you know, how fast it goes away depends on two things. How fast your prostate is growing and how much of the prostate he kills with the resume. You know, uh, a few extra needle sticks and... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, he is saying that it kills one millimeter for every stick? Yes, that's right. Every poke? Uh-huh. Each poke will kill a little piece. So I, don't know, I don't know how many pokes they do on, on each side of the of the prostate. Well, and it's it, and yeah, and it's it's kind of in a circle too, because some people have a median lobe, so there's a third lobe in in a lot of men. So, you know, depending on the anatomy, and depending on how wide the the stretch is, because you're not just doing it in one spot. So yeah, it's a it, it's operator dependent to some extent. And the other question, of course, is how big is your prostate getting? How fast is it growing? Um, you know, I'm right. using and you said progesterone actually helps slow it down, right? That's right. Yes, and so I keep my progesterone levels in a robust range because the the estrogens uh, that all men make, and we have to have estrogens. It helps part of our mental function. Okay, you'll you'll have mental lapses like a menopausal woman if your estrogen gets too low. So we want some estrogen, but that estrogen uh, actually. Uh, immortalizes the uh, uh, the the prostate cells and makes the prostate grow faster. So you want enough progesterone in your system to block those estrogen receptors so that they don't make the prostate get bigger faster. And the the trick is, of course, if you get the estrogen too high, or sorry, the the progesterone too high. Uh, too high a progesterone gives you the munchies, like you were doing, like you were doing marijuana. Uh, it makes you hungry. Uh, it also uh, can, and, and can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how do you know? <laughs> because I was a paratrooper and I saw an awful lot of guys in the uh, barracks yeah, with pot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they, uh, but the high progesterone also can make you kind of moody, a little weepy. And if the levels get way too high, they can actually suppress your libido, and that. That's why we've used uh, medroxyprogesterone uh, injections uh, to basically castrate some uh, sexual predators to lower their, their lower their sex drive. So there's a yeah. So you, you don't want too much. The proper dose of any drug is just enough to do the job. <laughs> and so, okay, so yes, we I use progesterone to slow it down. Here's a two or something like that. 
and I keep mine above two. Uh, I know Samara wants her guys around two. I'm happiest when mine is up around three, three and a half. Well, okay. <laughs> here's the other thing. And here's where, you know, personalized medicine is at its best. That's right. Jerry doesn't have any visceral fat. Yeah. And so when I'm looking at the in-body and looking at visceral fat level, that visceral fat is the problem. It's mm-hmm. not the estrogen that's the problem. And so for men like Jerry who don't have a lot of visceral fat, that high estradiol is actually very beneficial for his mm-hmm. bone and brain. And for Jerry, currently, his higher than what I like progesterone levels don't dampen his libido because his testosterone overrides it all. <laughs> that's right. But for somebody else, I have seen men with high progesterone where the libido is shot and I've seen women with high progesterone that are actually depressed and sad and weepy Yes, and so you have to balance all these things all the time. That's right and that's why you know our doctors spend an hour with every patient at every visit Mm -hmm. because they've got a lot of things to look at and there is no one right answer for everybody. Right. Yeah, and you know, uh, if somebody's, uh, a gentleman is taking progesterone and then he comes back months later and he tells me, I don't know what it does, I'm not sure if it's helping with anything, well, then don't take it. There's no reason for you to be on it then. Well, no, I would disagree a little bit though because I want enough progesterone because he's not going to feel his prostate getting bigger. If he has a small but his PSA pr- is stable, Jerry, and he has no symptoms. I understand that, but if you know if his prostate is slowly growing, uh, sooner or later, I don't want to wait till he has the symptoms to intervene. And so I like to keep a little progesterone on board. Now, again, I don't want too much. I don't want them weepy. I don't want their libido suppressed. You know, but the other thing, remember, progesterone is also a great cosmetic drug. It makes well, your skin much prettier. It makes your skin thicker and more also, elastic. But also, Jerry, progesterone is the hardest to absorb transdermally. It is. It is. <laughs> and, but that's why I put my progesterone on my face and neck. Yeah. Because you get the highest levels in that skin, yeah. and I like my skin to look like I'm younger than I am. Yeah, <laughs> you do have pretty skin, yeah. Doctor Mixon. I will let you know that. Right. Sitting and, here across so, from yes, you every you know, weekend. In, in my mid seventies, mm-hmm. I like to be as attractive as I reasonably can, and so my progesterone goes on my face and neck. I know some goes into my bloodstream because we measure it. Right. You know, and you always raise your eyebrows at how high my progesterone is. Yes. But I'm functioning just fine with it, so I'm happy. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Ray, thank you so much for your call today, okay? We've got to run to some other callers here. All right. All right. Thank you so much. You are listening to Leading Edge Medicine, and we have Bill calling in from Olympia. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. How can we help, Bill? Can you hear me? We hear you just fine, like and so to, do thousands of others. Okay, I, have, I would like to know uh, the alternatives to a CPAP device. I've heard about somnoplasty and Inspire. Can you tell me something about that? Well, we can, but uh, Samira's husband happens yep. to be an ENT surgeon. And he's on the line right now. We were anticipating this phone call. So uh, let's talk to Dr. Umat's husband, along with Bill, about somnoplasty and this find out more. Dr. Sunil Umat, who is, this is his specialty. So Sunil, you're on the line? I am. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. We are great, but apparently we got a fellow who wants to know about options to CPAP. So you want to chat with him a bit? 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he's probably seen those wonderful ads on TV, the ones where they're talking about Inspire and the uh, the way they're trying to promote that, that device. It's actually pretty cool. Okay. So, Could you tell me all about that and somnoplasty and the other one, somnoplasty? Yeah, sure. So, you know, sleep apnea, of course, is a difficult problem to treat. But the the reality is is that the CPAP is still considered sort of that gold standard 100% because if you wear it, it works. And the problem is that a lot of people don't wear it and they don't like it. And as you've seen on those ads, people are taking the hose off or the mask off and they struggle with it. So the alternatives are really, they come down to how do we open the airway? Because if you can't open it with a CPAP machine and push the air through the throat, then you either have to use a, uh, you know, t- another technique. The Inspire is a new device. So I'll just say that it's limited in its effectiveness and its applicability, meaning that only a certain number of patients can actually benefit from it and have to be screened. So you have to come in and see an ENT specialist or an Inspire surgeon. It's a device that's implanted into your neck, just like a pacemaker for your heart, and it basically stimulates the tongue, moves the tongue forward when you stop breathing so it helps to keep the airway open uh it is a device that works like I said in certain patients you have to you have to be selected for it and it's very expensive the other options are that you really want when you see an ent specialist you or a sleep surgeon you typically look at the airway from the tip of the nose down through the throat the back of the tongue the palate the tonsils and all of that area the somnoplasty is a what we call radio frequency device. It actually shrinks tissue by heating it up. And somnoplasty has now been replaced by another device called Celon, the same company who developed the device is now calling it Celon. And it basically is thermal energy or heat energy and it actually shrinks tissue. We can shrink the palate, we can shrink the tongue. And it sounds a little bit scary to shrink the tongue, but we can do it in the back of the tongue where, where it's bulky. And it, again, it works in selected cases, the idea being that you have to come in, see an ENT specialist, be assessed, and clearly by someone who does both the Inspire and the, the radio frequency. So both work in, in certain patients. I would encourage you if you, you know, if you really struggle with the CPAP machine, then the next step is to come in and see an ENT specialist to figure that out. The other group that tends to work on this type of problem is sleep is uh, sleep dentists using a sleep device where you can wear a mouthpiece and pull the jaw forward. Essentially, the same idea is you're pulling tissue out of the way. If you can't push it out of the way with a machine and the air the air from a CPAP, then you have to pull it out of the way or shrink or remove tissue. In some cases, we actually you know, actually remove tonsils or remove part of the palate or fix the nose, septum, things that are crooked in the nose, that sometimes blocks breathing as well. Does that answer your questions? What if you have a deviated septum, severe? So yeah, that's a good question. Now, that's part of what we do when we do an initial assessment for a patient who comes in who can't wear a CPAP machine says, I, Doc, I really struggle with this, what do I do? Uh, we look at the airway tip from the tip of the nose all the way down through the throat. We do a little flexible scope, put it down through the nose, and look down into the throat. A lot of times, the deviated septum is the first thing we fix because clearly, if you can't breathe through your nose, your mouth drops open, your tongue falls back, and everything goes wonky. So it's really important to 
to try to fix the deviated septum if that's you know part of the problem. Now, a lot of patients will ask me, "Well, doc, if I fix the deviated septum, you know, will my sleep apnea go away?" And the reality is probably not. On its own, by itself, it's not going to cure sleep apnea, but it will definitely help. And a lot of times, along with something in the throat that we might need to do, sometimes you just lose some weight along with fixing the deviated septum, and then you don't need the machine anymore. How bad is the sleep apnea? I think it's marginal, quite frankly, but um, another problem I have is I have GERD, and I keep getting this phlegm that comes back up from my uh, stomach into my uh, voice box and into my nose, particularly my left left turbinate. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that the uh, studies have shown that people who have sleep apnea and who have nasal obstruction will actually sometimes aggravate their GERD because they tend to create so much negative pressure when they're breathing, they tend to suck air in or trying to suck air in through their nose or their mouth, they actually can pull acid up into the throat. And the, the flip of that is, is that if you have acid reflux, then your throat gets more swollen because acid is sort of bathing the tissues of your throat all night long. So clearly it's important to get things fixed. If you can get the GERD fixed, or even if you take medical, you know, drugs to help that initially, diet, lifestyle, all that stuff, that will help. I would definitely get your GERD under control medically and see how much that helps your nasal obstruction. But ultimately, you want to get that nose fixed as well. And if you've got marginal sleep apnea, you'll do really well to get the nose corrected. Sometimes that's, that may be all you'll need with a bit of weight loss. But come and see an ENT specialist for sure. All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Bill. And thank you, Dr. Sunil Umat, uh, Dr. Samira Umat's husband. All right. Thanks for calling. Oh, okay. yes. Thank you both for calling. We have more calls on the line and room for you at 800-465-8770. This is Leading Edge Medicine. We'll be right back. Leading Edge Medicine. Join in the conversation at 1-800-465-8770 and tell your friends to listen. That's 1-800-465-8770. No matter your age, if you are looking to decrease your dependence on glasses at both distance and near, I suggest you go with experience. Pete Talbot here again for Dr. Michael Gilbert at Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. He's not just my ophthalmologist and my wife's, my son's, my friend's, and all my neighbor's, but he was just recently voted Best LASIK in 425 Magazine and has been voted Best Doc in Seattle Magazine many, many times. So whether it's LASIK or RLE or Advanced Cataract Surgery, Northwest Vision Institute will find the best option for you. So if you're over 40 or 50 and haven't had an eye exam for a year or more, here's something you simply won't get anywhere else, an advanced ocular exam. Not that simple eye exam everyone else does. So to schedule your advanced ocular exam, go online at nwvision.com or call 425-450-2020, 425-450-2020. 
2020. I started playing in the Puget Sound Senior Baseball League uh, when I was 51, and I started pitching. And the guys, my regular catcher for the three years before I started the program, uh, was catching me one day uh, after I'd started on the program. And he came out about the third inning and he said, dude, I don't know what you're doing, but you've gained about five or six miles an hour in your fastball. And I didn't go into the thing about longevity at the time, but I just kind of knew that that was what was making the difference. Boom, 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 boom. Does she love me with all her heart? Yes, she does. <laughs> She's a wise woman. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> My answer is always, if you got to worry when you're apart, you got the wrong woman. The wrong one, yes. There you go. Leading edge medicine. yourself somebody good. <laughs> and love specialists. Dr. Jerry Mick. Dr. Samiri, you, Matt, I'm Lynette, along with uh, our callers and you, which makes our show here on Leading Edge Medicine. You and know, you can call uh, through. Recently, Taylor Swift's uh, tickets went on sale for yes. our concert. Did you hear that? I did crashed hear. Ticketmaster. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time with her. Oh wow. Oh, 800-465-8770. And we have Amy calling in well, before Amy, from Seattle. Oh, I'm going to yes. make a comment about Taylor Swift's concert. Oh, yes. got it. Okay. okay. Uh, because my company president, Lynn, and his wife went with me to Florida to, to the, the Fox Patriot Awards. And uh, while they were gone, their their daughter had wanted to buy. And so the father authorized five tickets. He's got three daughters. He was going to take the parents with the with the three daughters. And so and so he gave her the money, authorized the credit card, etc. <clears throat> so she went out and bought the tickets. She got them. Amazing. Whoa. She bought three tickets, not five, because she spent all the extra money to get them right down in the mosh pit, right up front next to Taylor. Well, but at least she got him, Jerry. Yes, she did. I mean, I saw a post on social media about $30,000 for one ticket, and I thought, this is ridiculous. Yes. Why would you? I mean, first of all, I can't even comprehend it. Yes. Second of all, why? <laughs> I mean, well, I don't but know. at anyway. this point, I mean, this is a fellow who's now taken three companies public, okay? So okay. he, he, he can afford it. He can afford it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> I think they'll be dropping the girls off and waiting outside for them. <laughs> they, they, were, they were just a little bit miffed because, Oops. because the, no tic- the, the tickets for five got upgraded oh, and boy. just the three girls and no parents. Well, <laughs> and, and he still got off lucky because of what I'm hearing. A, people are not getting tickets and B, the prices are like skyrocketing. So he still didn't pay double at least. <laughs> there you go. I didn't ask him what he paid. Okay. I think I'm, I think I'm his, his only non-rich friend. Yeah, no. <laughs> so. Cannot afford oh, that. that's funny. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Amy from Seattle. Were you worried about not getting those Taylor Swift tickets? Yeah, Amy. <laughs> Not at all. Not yeah. at all. You're like me, Amy. I heard it on the social yes. media and I said, what? Is this really Ooh, a thing? What? Oh, how can oh, we help goodness. you today? <laughs> well, oh. I am interested in having you all help me ferret out hot flashes and night sweats. Right. I um, stopped menstruating in October 2007 and I'm that was 15 years ago, and I did read wow. uh, Dr. Susan Love's hormone book, mm-hmm. and um, I'm past the 10 years, so it can hot flashes. They can 
last up to 10 years or you're a lifer and I guess I must be a lifer but it's very uncomfortable and I'm a natural person I really don't like taking drugs but um, sometimes they have a place also Mm -hmm. I'm looking at um, acupuncture and would that be worth doing for something I know this is hormonal and I know mm-hmm. you guys do hormonal things as well yep. because you do all these tests. So h- help me understand all of it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, oh, what's happening? Also about about food, you know, in, including that because I'm willing to change diet. All right. Well, the biggest thing is you need to get your hormone levels back up. Well, first, let's. How, how old are you? Mid sixties. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Because she been menopausal for fifteen years, and the average age of menopause yeah. is fifty. 50 yeah. So that wow. put her mid sixties. Okay. After, in if you if we can replace the hormone levels in the first ten years, we can lower your risk of breast cancer significantly. Uh, after ten years, we don't lower the risk of breast cancer any further. Okay, but you still can lower your risk of heart attacks. We can lower your risk of strokes. We can keep, prevent you from getting osteoporosis, uh, and even increase your bone density. We can certainly stop those hot flashes. We can help keep your brain from shrinking. Uh, a whole lot of stuff we can do with hormonal manipulation. And our, my understanding is you're not taking anything then, right? No, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So, you know, the thing that people ask about is the hot flashes. Mm. But the hot flashes are nuisance. <clears throat> yeah. What we're worried about are all those other things, such as cancers, heart attacks, strokes, dementia, osteoporosis. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and those are the things we're, we're after. But, yes, we'll also fix the hot flashes. Yeah. I mean, this is the uh, – our whole program today has been about prevention and trying to do things that can prevent disease for the future. So, you know, in your mid-60s now, you're at that stage where the likelihood of problems arising keeps on increasing. Yes, rapidly. And even though, as you stated yourself, you may have missed the boat on this, it's never too late to start somewhere. Um, And if you want to do things more holistically, then the best thing to do is to start with replacing nutrients and normal hormones that are depleting. And if they fix your symptoms, then hey, you won a lottery because this will not only help maintain everything that Dr. Mixon just said, brain, bone, muscle, cardiovascular health, cognitive health, skin texture, hair loss, colon cancer risk, every anything and everything because your body has estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone receptors everywhere. Mm-hmm. And to help you maintain that and slow down the rate of loss will be a win-win. Yeah. And, you know, she's talked about slow down the rate of loss. That's because we, we're very confident we can slow the rate of loss. But for some people, we can actually move back up that hill. We and, have. I have get improvement. I have 80-year-old women in my 
practice that had osteopenia, which we have reversed to normal bone density. Yeah. Um, and that's no small feat because had they done nothing, their osteopenia would have progressed to osteoporosis by now. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, we can make a big, big difference in how you age. You know, people call us an anti-aging clinic, and I always laugh and say, I can't make you one hour younger. You know, you've lived how many hours you've Seriously, lived. Jerry? Yeah, Come on. Right. No. <laughs> I, we can make you stronger and faster and leaner and smarter and sexier. We can lower your risk of heart attacks and strokes and dementia and osteoporosis. We can improve your sex life. We can help you, you know, so your bladder doesn't leak so much anymore. There's a whole lot of stuff we can do. We just can't make you younger. <laughs> you can but look all of, younger. And all of those make things look younger. You will look make you younger. happier. Feel you, younger. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, so, I'm... How, go ahead. How does that compare to... Acupuncture? Are they able to? They change can't do the all that. Levels? No, not like okay, this. Okay, I, I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. This That's... this involves measuring all of your hormones, not looking at just your estrogen. And that's the that's the big one of the big mistakes people make. Estrogen is not the primary female hormone. Testosterone is the primary female hormone. You know, when you were twenty years old, you had two and a half to three times more testosterone than you had estrogen. Okay. Uh, you just had a lot less than your, than your husband had at that same age. But, um, you know, because men are really the hormonal ones. We, we've got a lot more hormones in our steroid hormones in our system than women do. But the difference is you guys cycled once a month. We cycle twice a day. So yours was more obvious than ours. Um, but you, if you want to really be as good as you can be, you need to come on in and let our doctors take a look at you and evaluate you and see exactly where you are and where you ought to be and let us move you there. Mm-hmm. What can be done? Where I'm oh, at, yes. And it certainly improve. can. Okay. Yes. Let me well, tell you a little. You so much. Let me, let me yes. tell you a little, a little story for fun, just to, for, for for distance. Okay. I've only got two minutes here, but I had a patient who came in many years ago. Was the oldest patient that I have ever personally treated. Now we have others this age, but I had a 98 year old who came in who was on a walker who could barely move. Uh, we put her on program. In six months, I got her off her walker and using a cane. In a year, we had her walk in a quarter mile twice a day for exercise. Okay. And when she was wow. 101, we had her, she came in proudly one day to tell me she had just mowed her own lawn. <laughs> I love this. Okay. Oh. So there are things we can do at any age. Now, obviously, I'd rather start you at 40 or 50 because then I can get you functioning yeah. like you were 20. Mm-hmm. But wherever mm-hmm. we start you, we can make you function a lot better than you are now. And that's the goal. Absolutely. Thank you for your wisdom and experience. I really appreciate all that you do on the radio. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. Let us do it in real life, okay? Absolutely. Yeah, and the clinics are open on Saturday now in case you needed Saturday appointments. That's right. Yep, we've got doctors on Saturdays now, and we would love to have you come in, Amy. And for those of you listening going, okay, you know what? I do need to make that phone call. Here is the number to call to get what we call the free health analysis appointment. You'll get two tests, a blood test and an in-body test. And now we have a doctor looking at those tests to tell you what that means and how your body is at risk for things 
things like uh, cancers, joint degeneration, dementia, uh, diabetes, and so much more. And we're open on Saturdays. We would love to have you come into one of our clinics in Kirkland, Tacoma, or Linwood and see our doctors. Don't wait. Don't put this off. The sooner you start, the better you can be and the better that you'll feel. Stronger, faster, leaner, smarter, and Dr. Mixon says sexier. Oh, yeah. Here is that number again. It's 866-86-YOUNG, or you can go online to lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. Taking a quick break, and we'll be back. And we have Joseph on the line. Joseph, we'll be back with your call next. If you or someone you love is struggling with memory issues, find out about Longevity Memory. Call Longevity right now to schedule your memory consultation evaluation. 425-654-0258. That's 425-654-0258. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control, excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. My wife was the one who listened. She goes, you got to listen to this guy. It makes a lot of sense. You know, he, he just made a lot of good common sense. You know, like you said, you don't measure, you don't know. I mean, physically, I'm stronger and faster than I was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, my man. All right. What I didn't want? want to startle anybody. There we go. Leading Edge Medicine. Oh, thank oh, you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. 11 minutes away from 10 o'clock. We've got a few minutes left of our show today. Dr. Jerry Mixon here and Dr. Samira Umat. And uh, on the line from Olympia, Joseph is with us. Good morning, Joseph. Hello, Joseph. Hi there. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning for you. Uh, hey, good morning. So, um, basically, uh, a couple years back, I had I uh, tore my Achilles tendon uh, working out, and uh, I had the surgery. I successfully came back uh, 
from that and got back to where I was um, lifting and running uh, before. And as, so towards the end of 2021, I was back to where when I was at, I'm 6'2", when I was 212 pounds, I was at 10% body fat. Uh-huh. Um, and then in 2022, this year, um, you know, uh, was back at work, things happening. I'm in a, I'm in a very people business, um, and we had a lot of things going on uh, medically with family members and stuff. It got really, really stressful, and I felt like my cortisol was always high, and like anything I ate, I was getting inflamed. And um, for the first time in my life, I just did not feel like going to the gym. And I always have worked out at CrossFit and other things. And mm-hmm. um, so I had six months off, and I came back, and I was over. I was 235. The first five pounds came off real easy, got to 230. And then um, the strength is coming back rapidly, but the cardio, it's just so hard to so hard to run, so hard to keep my heart rate up um, without getting dizzy. And uh, it's just, I'm, I'm 44 now, and uh, it doesn't, it, it, it's definitely not bouncing uh, back the same. And uh, um, I, I feel like uh, even getting getting sleep at night, like I, I can't, you know, uh, I used to just crash and I get eight hours easy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering like, it, should I should I get uh, checked for uh, testosterone? What at 44 should I be looking at? Uh, you're always talking about getting ahead and you're talking people 60, yes. 70, but like, what should I be looking at now mm-hmm. to get there? Because I feel like I, I feel like about so hard coming back from Achilles injury and now I'm just uh, in, in worse shape than I was then, you know? Yeah. So. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say just testosterone. And, and I think that's the biggest mistake men make. They think testosterone is the hormone. Uh, we check eight different hormones in every man and every woman that comes in our clinic because it's, it's seldom just one thing. You know, if the, the problem with aging is there is a global decline. Everything is going downhill, not just testosterone. And raising one thing back to where it ought to be and leaving everything else to go downhill is not going to really solve all your problems. So I'd say, yes, you need to be evaluated. Yes, testosterone would be one of the many things that need to be checked, but you need to check it all and uh, then put as many things back to that youthful level as practical if we find that they're down. But, you know, we may do your studies. We may find things are robust and, and where they ought to be, and then we got to look for other answers. So, uh, you know, first diagnosis, then therapy. <laughs> All right. Don't jump to the therapy before we know what it is we're treating. Yeah. I okay. mean, you know, at your age, a lot of uh, young men, especially uh, I say young is relative term, but uh, men at your age generally don't go to the doctor. So they really don't know what is going on with them. We've had a few young people come in recently. One was surprised that she was pre-diabetic. She said her doctor had told her that, um, you know, her sugar was running high. But it didn't really worry her that much, and now she's an A1C of six point one percent, and Ooh. and you know she's in her uh, late thirties, low forties. And then uh, another person didn't had no clue that their cholesterol was high, and they didn't even know why it should be high because they were vegetarian. So you know, there's a lot of things that we find out. Of course, we found out other things related to that too. But the first thing, as Dr. Mixon mentioned, is really finding out what is the issue here. 
Right. So first as, diagnosis. First diagnosis. And as you may or may not know, as we get older, there are only two hormones that increase with age. That is insulin and cortisol. Yep. And they're both the ones we don't want increasing. And so you want to stabilize the hormone, want to stabilize the pendulum. You want to support the anabolic hormone pathway so that the insulin and cortisol pathway dampens down and you bring that pendulum back into equilibrium. And sometimes it requires very little and sometimes it requires a lot. And for people like you who are really motivated and self-driven, we just tweak things periodically to help you stay the course and stay the path. And it's wonderful to talk to people like you because, you know, you come and ask us questions, which really helps drive us to give you amazing answers. We've talked about this whole program today. It's improving health span, not just lifespan. And that is the big key. And so I really like it when they're... You know, as I'm listening to his symptoms, one of the things that occurs to me is I wonder where his homocysteine is. Yeah. Because high homocysteine inhibits nitric oxide production. Low nitric oxide, he can't dilate the blood vessels in those muscles enough to really get good blood supply. And so they would fatigue faster because they're not getting oxygen during his workouts. So, yeah, there's a yeah. there's a whole lot of possibilities here. And we need to sort through and see, you know, not what's possible, what is actually happening with you and how do we fix it? Yeah, sometimes somebody will come in yeah. and go, you know, I wasn't feeling well. I stopped taking these supplements. I really didn't feel any different. And then I go, well, okay, let's go through your labs and I'll tell you all the differences I noticed because that's all I do. I'll look at the numbers. It's soft and subtle. The B12 fell, vitamin D level fell, homocysteine came up, you know, the soft and subtle changes, but all indicating that you're not taking your nutrients and vitamins. Um, Thyroid climbs up just a little hair. Free T4 falls a little bit. Okay, I know you're not taking your selenium and your iodine, and I can see what's happening to your labs, and the impact will hit you, um, and we want to pick it up before it hits you. Mm -hmm. You got it. But it sounds like something's already hitting him. We just need to figure out what. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. and so, you know, if you come in for your uh, free health analysis visit, one of the doctors will see you in Kirkland and Linwood um, if you're coming to one of those clinics, and that that same provider will then follow through with you if you agree to go ahead and do the blood draw. That blood draw is 595, but it checks a whole slew of different things. We check some of the things that your primary care will also check, but many that your primary care will never check for you. And then we want to bring it back into equilibrium and want to help you avoid things. We look at your family history because that gives it away. Yes, you may have inherited certain genes, but you don't really want to express the bad genes that you have inherited. And we can help suppress those genes and help you uh, improve on what, you know, like I said earlier, is coming around the corner. Okay. Yeah, thank you for the call. I, I feel like it. Yeah, thank you. All right. Take care, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Joseph. With just a couple of minutes left of the show today, um, we were mentioning that, you know, some of our listeners may not know that our doctors are available. We've only mentioned this uh, a few times over the last couple of months. And we have doctors available on Saturdays. I don't know any doctors that are available on Saturdays to meet with you. Uh, but at Longevity, we're hiring more. We're, we want to get you in for that health analysis appointment. And it's not that scary, right, Dr. Dr. Yuma? 
No, it's not scary. In fact, your provider is going to become, I won't say friend, but an advisor for you. Mm-hmm. Like you, people have health, uh, you know, profession, financial advisors and they have insurance advisors mm-hmm. and they have this, that and the other for everything else under the planet. But they will help you mitigate normal diseases that are part and parcel of living. You live long enough. You are going to have something. Yes, it you is are. but natural. And so I'm not saying we're going to get rid of everything. What I'm going to say, what I'm saying is that you can manage those issues better and enjoy more quality of life as you are getting older. But this is what they're trained in. This is mm-hmm. what they do all day in and day out. And sometimes it's just something as simple as saying, hey, your thyroid is a little sluggish. Are you noticing dry skin? Oh, yeah, I noticed that. Well, then let's help you with these nutrients that will help the thyroid. If they're not cutting it, then let's check again. Let's look for antibodies. Uh, you know, just simple, simple things for us, but they can really be life-changing for you. Absolutely. That's why we ask you to call us. Get into our medical clinic at one eight six six eighty six young That's one eight six six eighty six young to connect with Longevity Medical Clinic. Or you can contact us online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. Come in as soon as possible. You know what, Joseph, who was calling at age 44, that's not too early. That's the perfect time to come in. But no matter what age you are, find Find out what your body is doing, uh, what life has done to you so far, as Dr. Mixon says, and make some changes and live stronger, faster, leaner, and smarter. Oh, and sexier, too, right? Always. Absolutely. Hey, we've got to go. We'll be back next week with a very special repeat show for Leading Edge Medicine because of the Thanksgiving Day holiday. You have a great Thanksgiving Day from all of us at Leading Edge Medicine. Thank you.